Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I am here co-hosting with Kurt Souter of Further Stone Ministries. Good morning, Kurt. Morning, Chad. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, good to be seen. Or like, as you say, good to be seen versus viewed. Uh, yeah, that's an old... That's uh, old pastor's thing, right? Yeah, that, well, yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Butch Dabney used to say that all the time. And, and uh, then we viewed Butch, and he went to heaven. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, you know, this is a big week. Uh, well, it's a big week around Louisville. Uh, the, it is a big week around I don't around know Louisville. if it's nearly as big around the rest of the world, but it's big in Louisville. It, you know, the world seems to focus in on Louisville. So uh, I'm going to give you a little... little a word association here, okay? Oh, if, you, no. if, we, if we were to ask people outside of Kentucky, when you hear the word Kentucky, what do you think about? And I was kind of, you know, thinking through this. I think they think about um, <laughs> think about basketball. Yep. Right? We yep. like we like our ball. Yep, absolutely. I think they think about baseball bats. Yeah. Louisville Slugger. Louisville right? Slugger. Absolutely. I think they think about uh, booze because of bourbon. We're a big bourbon state. Yep. World's leader in bourbon. We they think about uh, bluegrass, mm-hmm. as in that's our, our we're famous for that, and I, you, my, our guests are going to like this one. I think they think about brood mares. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only B I could come up with was horses, right? <laughs> and so horses, it's a big deal. First Saturday in May. It is a big deal. Kentucky it's Derby. Derby week, man. Yeah, so it's Derby week when we tape this, and uh, this Saturday we're going to have you know about a billion people in Louisville. Focusing in on a two-minute horse race, so that's what we've been known for around the world, and one of the things. And uh, we're going to have a couple guests on this week that uh, had know a couple things about horse racing. Yeah, so it's a it's a real treat to have a chaplain Ken, who's been uh, down at Churchill. Uh, uh, welcome, Ken, and uh, it's great to have you. Thank you, Kurt. It's good to be here. Ken, how long you been at Churchill? I've been at Churchill thirteen years. Thirteen years. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm, let me introduce our, our next guest, and then I'm, sure. gonna, I'm gonna talk with you guys. Uh, Elliot, Elliot's on the on the line here. Elliot Walden, uh, can you hear me, Elliot? Yes, I can. How are you guys doing? Hey, doing great, brother. It's good to have you on the show today. And uh, Elliot, you're calling in from Lexington. Yes, I am. Uh, and how's everything over there? We have plenty of broodmares. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't even get a chance to Google this. What is a broodmare? That's a breeding horse, right? That's like it's, a, a, it's a female horse. Right, okay, that's the, the female. It's the mama. It's the mom, okay. Oh, and Ellie, you've been training horses for how long? I trained horses for 22 years, and for the last um, 10, I have uh, worked at Windstar Farm. Um, I retired from training in eight, in ninety in two thousand five and and it came over here and helped with the farm and and helped run it and um, it's 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 very rewarding. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the show. So, uh, well, I'll just stick with you, Elliot, for right now. Elliot, tell us about your family real quick. Well, we have uh, been married uh, uh, twenty seven years to Rebecca, and uh, we met on the racetrack. Um, she has a passion for horses as well, and, and uh, she came from England. Actually, uh, came over here to uh, work for a uh, friend of the family back home in Canada, and then made her way to South Florida. and And uh, we met on the racetrack, worked for the same trainer, and uh, fell in love. and And uh, uh, it's been it's been an awesome awesome marriage. That's... It's been God has blessed us in many ways with four children. Um, we have three in their twenties. Uh, Will that is twenty five, and then Mac and Emily are twenty three. Um, and Mac is graduating from a school down in Nashville this Saturday called Trevecca Nazarene. Yeah. 
and uh, uh, you know people might not understand this, but uh, he wanted to come to the Kentucky Derby instead of uh, instead of walking the walking the aisle. So we're going to get him a cap and gown on Friday, take a picture, and then he's coming to the Kentucky Derby. And I told him that from our standpoint, we would do whatever he wanted to do, oh. and uh, we would be happy to, to celebrate that with him. But he chose to to come to the Derby, and 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 it's a time for us. Uh, to have uh, friends and family around, and, and uh, so it's an exciting time. That's awesome. And your and then your baby is how old? Meg, Megan is twelve, and, and and interestingly, a lot of people don't know. You know, I get asked a lot. Well, we have twenty three, twenty five, and twelve. Oh, do you get married again? You know, <laughs> is she a mistake? No, it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, we tied uh, Rebecca's tubes when we had Mac and Emily in our in human wisdom. We thought that was enough. And then God laid on our hearts to have and try to have more children. And uh, so five years later, we went back and untied, the, untied our tubes, and it took another five years to have Megan. <laughs> it's nice that the gentleman here decided to let the woman get her tubes tied instead of yeah. you getting taken care of. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Got the horse did that, they did the C-section for the twins. Okay. Uh, so it was a two-in-one uh, two surgery. <laughs> we, we, I, we thought you'd maybe try to be a gelding or something like That's that. That's right. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, children are a gift from the Lord, right? Yes, they are. So you, yeah, you've been blessed with four. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Um, Ken, tell us about your family. Well, we couldn't come from a, a more different background than Elliot and Rebecca did. Uh, my wife and I met in a bowling alley, and uh, <laughs> she she does not like horse racing much. It takes me away from home a lot. Uh, uh, we have a, a daughter who's 22, and uh, she graduated last year from Eastern Kentucky University. And my wife said the only thing worse than being 40 was being 40 and pregnant. <laughs> so uh, very uh, uh, later in life, uh, wonderful, wonderful girl who absolutely loves the Lord. And uh, I'm very proud of the young woman she's become. My wife and I are very happy together. Uh, quite different from most pastors' wives, and she'll be the first to tell you that. Uh, but that's what drew me to her. I, I saw a plaque recently when I was at a chaplain's conference, and it said, um, I married you not because you are perfect, but because you are perfect for me. Mm. And uh, God has blessed us mightily. He who finds a wife. Finds a good thing. Finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's what the good book says, right? Amen. Yes. All right. So, so Ken, uh, you guys have been married how long? We've been married 23 years. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. 23 years. And uh, so tell us, just give a little history with uh, you and going into uh, the, the horse race uh, chaplaincy and how all that came, came about. Sure. It was uh, 1990. My mom had suffered a heart attack in New Jersey, and I uh, went up from Tampa to, uh, to New Jersey to be with her. And uh, a local church there, Calvary Baptist Church in, in uh, Clifton, New Jersey, uh, heard that I was coming somehow or heard that I was there, asked if I would come in and, uh, and guest preach. I did, and at the end of a worship service, the uh, one of the men came up to me and and uh, just a, this smaller uh, man and said, "God wants you at the racetrack." 
And I said, he does? <laughs> I haven't heard that. And uh, we started talking. And uh, Homer Tricules, who's now with Jesus, a wonderful man who was then the executive director of Racetrack Chaplaincy of America, our parent, our national organization. Uh, and he was at church that morning. And he was at church that morning and uh, and came to me afterward. And I remember when he set that hook in me because as a, a pastor in Cleveland, Ohio, it was a very, very large church, and so large that uh, the two pastors could not visit the visitors. We, we weren't able to do that. We had a team of, of 27 deacons who did that. And, uh, and I remember thinking, I don't get to, to see the people who don't know Christ. I'm, I'm, I felt like a custodian. Mm. I, I felt like one who was just um, taking care of the sheep, which is very, very important, but not reaching those who were lost. Uh, so I was doing maintenance. And I, I really wanted to not. And um, uh, when Dr. Trickley said to me, here's what I will tell you. Every single day, you will have a chance to lead Jesus to someone or someone to Jesus. <laughs> and he didn't know that I was feeling that way about uh, doing maintenance in the church. Uh, again, a very important job to strengthen the yes. saints. Yes. But I felt a need to reach those who didn't know Jesus. And when he said that, I knew that that's where I was going to end up. And so, uh, so that, that was 13, 13, 14 years ago. That was, uh, no, that was 26 years ago. 26 years ago. I've been ago. at, oh, at right. Churchill for 13. Before that, I was at Tampa Bay Downs. And that's the second half of the story there. I, I was in Tampa and uh, visiting my mom in New Jersey, but I was from, you know, I had been pastoring in Tampa. And uh, I said to him, so where would the the racetrack chaplaincy take me and he said well we only have one opening right now it's at tampa bay downs in tampa florida and i thought that's where i live <laughs> it doesn't mean moving again and uh, went back and uh, a week later met with uh, uh, one of the owners of the racetrack one george m steinbrenner the third the owner of the Yankees, and growing up in New Jersey as a huge Yankee fan, that was a treat, <laughs> and uh, knew that God was, was uh, setting me up at that point, laying all the bricks in line for that to take place, and uh, so I joined them in January of 1990. That's awesome. You know, the Bible says, uh, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. Amen. And so uh, we, we need to take a break here, and uh, but we're going to come back with Elliot and with uh, Chaplain Ken. Um, yeah, we're going to take a break, come back here shortly, hear a little bit more about uh, Elliot's history in the Derby and horse racing and talk a little bit more about these guys and what they do now behind the scenes of, of what we see uh, and all the, the luxury suites and all the things that are on TV. There's a lot more that goes on in the racetrack year round. So we're going to hear more about that here in a second. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers Carpet One and Ellen and Credit Union. We thank those guys for stepping up and sponsoring the show. So if you ever need some, some new carpet, if um, 
You had so many derby guests over this year, they just ran your carpet ragged. You need to get some new carpet or flooring. Look up Carol Rogers Carpet One and then Ellen and Credit Union for any of your financial needs. We thank them for sponsoring our show. And this is our derby edition of because uh, we know on first Saturday of May, everybody's listening to this show on Saturday morning. Right? Absolutely. As you're going to the track or getting ready or doing yard work, whatever you do on Derby Day. But uh, anyway, we've got a couple of special guests that with a real estate, uh, not real estate, <laughs> horse racing theme uh, in regards to um, in regards to Derby. So. So yeah, we have Elliot and uh, Elliot Walden and and Elliot. You've got uh, something special going on at the Derby this year. You got a horse. Tell us a little bit about what's going yeah, on we, there. We have a um, Windstar Farm uh, has a horse that's in the Derby this year named Creator. Um, he won the Arkansas Derby, which is one of the traditional preps for the Kentucky Derby, and um, um, we're real excited. He's doing well and and you know excited about how he's developed over the last three or four months and you know these horses right now are kind of like juniors in high school that's kind of the age that you would junior senior so some of them come come really fast and some of them take a little time and and they're all developing at different stages so um, that's what makes the derby so unique is that you put 20 horses in the race that they come from different backgrounds they come from different areas of the country we even have a horse from japan this year uh and and you put them all in the gate and some of them are going the right way some of them are going the wrong way some of them need a break and it's interesting to see how it all plays out wow that's cool so um did you help with that name creator Yes, we did. Uh, you know, we, we go through a process here at the farm when we name our our horses. And, and you know, um, whenever it's possible, we try to, uh, you know, use a name that, that has two objectives. One would sound good if he were a stallion. Uh, and two uh, would glorify God when we can, when it makes sense and when it's the right right fit. And so... We typically look at uh, each year, uh, it's so hard to name these horses because there's 25,000 horses in a foal crop, and you can't use the same name twice for a period of about 20 years. Oh, wow. So if you think of, do the math on that, that's a lot of names that get taken up. So um, what, they, what the jockey club does is they release, uh, you know, 10 or 15,000 names a year in December. And so we, we, we comb through that list the day it comes out, and we try to identify names that have been used in the past. Um, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So we, we take names that, have, that are recently released back into, the, back into the public, and we snatch them. And, uh, you know, we've had some really good names. We try hard at it. And last year we had a horse named Constitution and Commissioner and, you know, strong, uh, vibrant names. But Creator was just a natural when we saw it released and, and just real excited. And we waited to see. Uh, he was our best prospect last year. Uh, you name them before they ever run. So you don't know oh, wow. how good they're going to turn out or if they're going to make the Kentucky Derby. But, uh, we felt like he was our best prospect, and uh, so we named him Creator, and uh, to God gets the glory. Oh, that's awesome. Now, t- tell us a little bit, Elliot, when when was the first time you you saw him run? You go, he's he's got a shot at being uh, one of the horses at the Derby. You know, he he basically he's had a little bit of a, a checkered past. 
unlike most of your derby horses. Most of your derby horses are talented enough to win first or second time out. Then they go ahead and, and, and have a high percentage rate. Creator is opposite. He took six times to win his first race. Mm. And some of that was a, a lot of immaturity on his part as a two-year-old. And he was very, very unfocused. Uh, Steve Asmussen's a trainer, and he's done a wonderful job with him. And he's brought him along in his pace. Uh, that's the key to training horses. The key to managing horses is, is let them each be individuals. Uh, if you try to put them into a cooker, cookie-cutter training process, um, you know, you spit quite a few out uh, without getting all of it, all of the ability out of them. So treating them as individuals is key. And, like and kids, this huh? whole just didn't really have it together early. So to answer your question, he ran a race at Churchill Downs um, the closing day of Churchill last fall, and it was a maiden race. It was for horses that have never won a race. It was his third start. Uh, he had run two times on, on the turf, and this was his first start on the dirt, and he finished second, and he was very wide. You know, they typically, you know, they go around two turns, so ground-saving trips are, are paramount, and he lost a lot of ground. He just happened to be in the outside post, and he lost like that. So he finished second, but he actually ran the best race. So at that point, we felt like that he was had the ability to, to go ahead and maybe get into the mix uh, as a three-year-old if things worked right. Ah, that's that's cool. You got to be excited, and um, I got uh, you know my other thought or question to you is you you've been at the Derby with a horse in some form or fashion. How many how many times? Uh, you know, we've been blessed to, I guess, starting in '98 uh, with a horse named Victory Gallop that I trained. Um, and then 99 with a horse named Menifee, and both of those two were second, beating a half a length. Then took a hiatus for a few years, but since 2006, when Bluegrass Cat finished second to Barbaro, um, I think that we've only missed the Derby one time. So we've had an opportunity um, in my new role with Windstar Farm. We've had a horse in. We've had, I think, this will be our 16th runner in the last 10 years. Mm. So in 98, though, Victory Gallup, that was your, you trained that horse individ- individually. Is that right? Yes, I was the trainer. I used to train, and that was, yeah, we, uh, I did. That was, how old were you then? Now, what are you getting personal for? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're about the same age, I think. I, I'm, I'll be 43. How old are you? I was born in 63. Oh, never oh, mind. So he's okay. a, he's, he's was, my age. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. 35. All right. So you were, you were, it was your first derby, though, as a trainer, though, in 98. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and now he went on to win the Belmont. Is that right? He did. He, he goes down as one of the one of the better horses i think if you if you ask horse racing fans across the country that have been following horse racing for decades he would he might not be the first name off your tongue but if you asked what are the top 5 races of all time he won the belmont which which um squelled uh, real quiet triple crown uh, effort he he real quiet won the derby and the preakness over victory gallop he was real quiet was first victory gallop was second in both those two races and then they came to the belmont 
and Real Crop was up five lengths at the eighth pole. Looked like a, a, a cinch to be the next Triple Crown winner, and Victory Gallop beat him a nose on the finish line. Mm-hmm. And people would, you know, they every time there's a Triple Crown on the line, they replay that race. They call me, and and we re- relive some moments, and uh, it, it was just a, <laughs> a fabulous, fabulous day. Oh my goodness! And then the next year, '99, Menifee was was he Horse of the Year? He won the Bluegrass, okay. and then he was second in the Kentucky Derby, second in the Preakness, didn't run good in the uh, Belmont, came back and won the Haskell. Uh, he was a very good three-year-old, did not win championship honors, but was a very good three-year-old. Okay. All right. Wow. Awesome. You, you, you remember all those details, don't you, brother? <laughs> Well, when you're training them and you're looking after them, it's kind of like talking about your kids. So you do you do relive those and, and remember them, and, and they're good times. And, you know, I would say to you that um, Derby Day 98 and Derby Day 99, there were some faith questions being asked after you get beat a neck twice. And, in in, you know, that's like getting beaten a super – I felt like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, it's the race you want to win. And, and so, you know, you have to remind yourself that, that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and, and uh, that it's meant to be that you didn't win. And uh, and then in 2010, uh, when I was uh, helping, was vice president at Windstar, we did have a Derby winner in the name of Super Saver. And I think at that time God, you know, had 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 made us wait, and it was you know we were being patient, and uh, He blessed us with a with a tremendous day, and and it was very exciting. You know, um, Elliot, we got to take a break here in just a minute, but how how do you? How do you try to keep that in perspective, that you, you're you a follower of Jesus, you, you walk with him, you love him, and and then you, you just barely miss it, you know, you, you miss the big victory, you know, at, at, at the Derby when you were training. How, how, did, how did you handle that? Well, I, like I said, I think, the, I think for anybody, I don't think if it's the Derby or it's a job promotion or it's a you know whatever it is your son's playing basketball and they get beat at the buzzer or whatever it is that has to come first and i think in my experience the first um the first emotion or the first right initial right initially right after an event like that it's not it's not godly it's fleshly Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 so, you know, as I mature, as I um, grow in Christ, as I try to follow Him more and more each day, um, I would hope that that I'm getting better at that. And and so, you know, I was quick to to remember, and and that's why it's very important to study the Word. Mm-hmm. Walk with Him daily. Mm-hmm. That's, Those that's, verses come to mind. Yep. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break on that point, but we're going to come back off the break, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the human aspect of it. The Kentucky Derby isn't nearly as exciting, if not for the people. The stories of the people, obviously the horses are the, are the stars, but the people and the stories about people mm-hmm. leading up to these uh, races, and that's what really makes it, and that's what Ken and, and Elliot deal with a lot more is, is the people they talk with. So we're going to talk, take a break, and we're going to come back here and talk more of them about that aspect of the horse racing industry here on Solid Steps Radio. 